0: Alright, hey guys, this is Laura Ripka with The Sports Effect and today I have Mitch McFarland who plays golf for the University of Akron and today we're going to be talking about his experience in golf, um, what he's accomplished, but even more what he's learned. I'm uh, just learning a little bit about him and his experiences and hopefully we all can learn something from it as well. So thanks for joining us, Mitch.
1: What's up? Happy to be here.
0: All right, Mitch, can you tell me a little bit about your sports experience and background?
1: Sure, so I'm from Portsmouth, Ohio, actually, Wheelersburg. Um, it's like four hours south, uh, west, kind of, of Akron. So I've played golf there. I grew up there. My dad taught me how to play. I've played since I was, gosh, I don't know, as young as I can remember. Um, so then I came here. Um, yeah, I'll be a senior this year,
0: I'm getting old wow time yeah. flies doesn't it yeah awesome so what are some of your like you play on varsity do you never so mitch uh you can tell us a little more about your accomplishments what you've done in golf
1: right so i would say in high school i i thought that i was really good i would say but don't
0: all high schoolers I, yeah
1: yeah but and I, I achieved a lot. I never played in, I never made it to the state, which was kind of a disappointment for me at the time, but I felt like I was good. And then I came to college, and I feel like I just learned so much so quickly. Um, and I, in a way, I kind of feel like I've underperformed in college. Um, I mean, I've had success in kind of spurts. Um, I mean, I made the Dean's List six times, so that's one accomplishment. I mean, I mean, I've played well. I haven't. My goal, is to, I mean, my goal has always been to win. My goal is to win every time I tee it up, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited for the future. I feel like my best golf still ahead of me, but, I don't know, it is hard for me to talk about. I can't even think of any accomplishments, really, direct sport accomplishments, but that's okay.
0: No, that's good. Thanks for sharing. All right, Mitch, um, can you tell us three words that your family and friends would use to describe you?
1: Goofy. Caleb would say old. Competitive
0: all right, so old old soul, old soul okay, yeah, yeah, okay yeah, old, yeah, not old in age no, no, are no. senior, but not that kind of senior, all no. right, um, is- all right, Mitch, um, could you tell us if there's like a quote or concept or theme that's impacted you in your life a lot lately? sure i I feel
1: like you kind of have to be careful about quotes because you don't want to put your hope in quotes and stuff like that, even though they're good, they're good reminders um. And I do, I have a few things written down. I'd, I'd like to just scribble stuff down. And one thing that I've came across um, recently, which it's not a new quote, um, it's just something that I think my dad told me. And I think it originated from Henry Ford, maybe. It just says, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right, which is true. I mean, it's, yeah, it's kind of hard to accept that sometimes, but it is true.
0: The power of the mind. Yeah. All right, Mitch, so what drives or motivates you? What is your why for you, reason to play golf? Sure.
1: I think it's changed since I've been in college. Um, specifically, even the past couple years, it's definitely changed. I, I would think prior to maybe my, I would say the beginning of my junior year, I, I played a lot of my golf kind of for myself or for other people, um, I would say, I mean, one one driver, to kind of to change the subject, one, I guess, driver of motivation is just being the best that I can be. I don't really know what that is um, right now. Maybe I'll never know what it is. Hopefully at some point in my career I'll say that this is as good as I can be. But the thing about golf is, you know, I mean, you can always be learning, can always improve. Um, but I would say, I mean, the biggest thing for me is just remembering that golf is so, so secondary and so – I mean, it's any sport, not just golf. um, It's so secondary, and it's not the most important thing. And anything that I do, I don't have to please you. I don't have to please my parents. I don't have to please my coach. Like, God is the only one who – and he just cares about my heart and where it is when I'm competing. Um, So, I mean, and that just frees me up to just do my best. And, um, yeah, yeah, I feel like that's that's where I'm at right now.
0: (laughs) That's awesome, and I think that – with that comes a lot of freedom too because you're not being held to the constraints of what others think. Um, but you're really trying to achieve what you can at your best, Yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, as a kid, was there anyone that you look up to that inspired you in your sport? This could be a parent, sibling that kind of encouraged you or a professional athlete that you looked up to.
1: Sure. My dad, for sure. Just because... Well, he's the one who introduced me to the game, and, I mean, now I can beat him, <laughs> which I'm sure I'll listen to this, actually. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. But, yeah, I would say definitely my dad. I mean, I always, every kid wants to be like their dad, and the older I get, the more I want to, I mean, there there's there's a phase where you don't want to be like your parents, but I think now I'm getting to the phase where I think, wow, he's actually really cool, and I want to be like him. So I would, I would definitely say my dad, but professionally, I would say... Uh, as a kid, definitely Tiger. I mean, everyone's going to say that. Um, but lately, um, Rory, Rory McIlroy, great golf swing, great player, great guy as well. Um, mm-hmm. But more so my dad,
0: definitely. Mm. Is there any like character traits that your dad has specifically that you seek to become more like?
1: Mm. He's really goal-oriented, which is something that I'm trying to get to be more like. And I talked about that with him the other day and he just helped me and, and he just wants to help me in any way that I can which is awesome um, but I think he's the one who really instilled my work ethic that I have or I feel like I have at least in me because I mean nothing if you want to achieve anything you can't do it without hard work I mean you can have everything else you can have all the talent but you have to do it and do it even when it sucks and even when you don't want to do it you just have to do it and I think I think he's T- told me that and showed me that through his actions for sure
0: that's awesome that's really cool and i think it's cool to have examples of like that in your life all right mitch so what do you what is your biggest sports effect so what is the biggest impact that golf has had on your life either positive or negative friend lessons you've learned friendships you've had like how has golf changed your life than if you didn't have it
1: right it's really weird to thank you well, I- what golf would or what life would be like without golf, or what what I would look like now at twenty one if if golf, say if golf didn't exist, um, maybe I'd be playing something else, maybe not. I I doubt it honestly, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean just the the le- I mean it's kind of cliche the lessons that it teaches you, are, and I I didn't really realize that until I got older, and not that I'm wise or anything now because I'm not, um, but just the patience and. I mean hard work, especially hard work, because it seems like some people can not practice and do well, and maybe I'm one of those people. But in a way, I don't really want to find out if I am or if I'm not. So I just I, I enjoy working hard, and I, I think it's made me enjoy hard work. But more than that is fr- I mean it's the people that you meet. Life is about relationships and people, um, or not all of life, but a lot of life is relationships and people. And I mean I'm my best. Very best friends that I would say I'll probably be best friends with until I die. I would say you're on my team now, like i I, I probably would have never met any of them if it wasn't for for golf um, yeah, and just just the places you go we get we're really really fortunate with our schedule. We get to travel quite a bit and fly quite a bit That's one thing that's i've that's definitely affected me is learning how to travel effectively and um Especially flying, getting through security, and which is really cool. And i it's easy to uh, – because you're in class and you're missing class and this and that. And it's hard to – it's easy to take that for granted, just traveling and being on a plane and playing awesome golf courses in the South that you would never get to play otherwise. Or if you did want to play, you would have to pay a pretty hefty fee. So, yeah, I mean, there's tons of stuff. And then, I mean, negatively – of course, there have been times when I've just wanted to throw in the towel and quit or say, why am I even doing this? Because um, it's hard. and But I guess turning that into a positive, maybe that's just my nature to try and turn it into a positive. I can't really think of a negative. But turning that into a positive, that just, I mean, yeah, I want to quit. I, this sucks. I, I can't do this anymore. I'm not meant for this. That just, I mean, just learning how to, turn that around I think just the way that I just thought right there I think that's because of golf
0: mm-hmm.
1: um just because it, it can just beat down and just when you think you figured it out or just when you think it just I mean it hits you right back down and you just have to get back up and it's not the easiest thing to do it's easy to say sitting here now talking to you but um it's I mean it's not and I've been there a lot and I'm sure a lot of other people have in their sport as well um but you just have to figure out how to get back up, and yeah, I think any sport is going to teach you that, but especially golf. But I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rather be, I wouldn't trade it for anything, really. Looking back, and I hope to keep playing it for as long as I can.
0: That's great. That's yeah. great. And if you fall apart, you know, in the middle of a match, you still have. Yeah. Nine holes oh, yeah. to. To make it up, or if it's a tournament, you know, and you can't, if you let yourself be down, you can count yourself out for the whole, you know, yeah. Do you feel like that's something that you can apply to life too now? Yeah, Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. Well, that's, that's an important lesson, learning to get back up. All right, Mitch. So what is your most meaningful memory or proudest moment in your golf career thus far?
1: I totally was just blanking, but I just thought of it. Yeah, so far easily was winning our home tournament this year. At Firestone. It was crazy. Absolutely crazy. Probably the... Definitely the craziest thing that I've experienced in sports. Other than Tiger winning the Masters. But oh, wow. I, I didn't experience that. Well, I mean, for, <laughs> me, for me, this was yeah. the craziest thing. Yeah. Um, were you guys not supposed to win? Well, we, I don't even remember how many we were down going into the third round. But, so... I think Fabian teed off first. Then Nacho. Then me. Then Bo. Then Elliot. And we were... I don't even, we weren't even in the last group. So we were whatever, and one of the two in front of me, so you play five, count four, so one of the two in front of me played well, I I played okay, I guess well, um, and then Bo and I'm pretty sure, maybe it was the other, I don't know, basically four of us played well, so someone, maybe someone didn't, or maybe they did play well and we didn't count, I don't remember, but I remember sitting or I finished and I was no no no. I was on eighteen T and I looked at Cade, um, who's our freshman, who's red shirt or he's he'll be his sophomore now. Um and I was like, Is it close? Like do we have a chance? Because I didn't think we did and he was just like he shook his head no and I was like, dang. So I mean I still had to play the hole anyway. Um I ended up making it's a part five, I made a birdie which I didn't really think it mattered. So we get done, and I was like, "Well, this this kind of stinks." Um, so I don't. It's all kind of fuzzy after that, but so Elliot comes in, Bo comes in, and I'm pretty sure they both buried it as well. So we finished. I mean, we played well. So we were in at whatever. The leaders get to like sixteen. and It starts getting closer, and, and we're at. I don't know what we want to. I think we were at. I want to say minus eight for some reason, but that could be wrong. Anyway, they start, so say they were at like 12 or 13, they, through the last three holes, they start getting closer and closer and closer to eight. And by the last, by the time the last group was on the last green, one kid had, and by this time we were all like, sorry, I skipped ahead. By the time they were, the last group was on the last hole. Our co- we were all sitting, eating dinner, and our coach came in and said, you guys need to warm up. We might have a playoff. And we were like, no.
0: Wow. And yeah. you were, like, sitting there eating dinner. Yeah. And we wow. all, like
1: freaked out. And we were like, oh, my gosh, what? Like, we thought we were totally out of it. Um, so by the time they got to the green, this, I think it was one of the kids from Furman, I think, had to make a, had to make a putt to, to tie. And we were all warming up on the range. And Kate is over on – oh, this is so crazy. Kate is on 18 watching. So I'm on the phone with him. We're all like in a circle. I have the, my phone in the middle on speaker. And we're like, Cade, Cade, like, what's going on? He's like, all right, he's got to make this to tie. And we're like, how far is it? He's like, probably 10 feet. And then we're all like, oh my gosh.
0: Oh, man. And
1: so, oh my gosh. I should get chills just thinking about this. So it goes quiet. And we're like, Cade, what happened? What happened? And he just says, zips win," hangs up. And we're like, did he just say, did he just say what he think he said? And I was like, oh my gosh, I think he just said and we were all kind of looking at each other, and at Firestone, so we're on the range, and then 18 on north is like on the complete other side of the clubhouse. So we're just kind of looking around, and like we hear someone start clapping, we're like, oh no. And Cade is sprinting around the clubhouse, like yelling, like, we won, and we just, I mean it was it Oh was crazy. man, and we the just, suspense too oh like warming up
0: thinking you had oh to go, go back out again.
1: We like I'd like was throwing my I like threw my driver and we were just like crying and Oh, no, it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy.
0: That that is a great a, a yeah. great memory.
1: So we got to defend this year. All right. All
0: right. So if you can you share with us what's been your biggest challenge so far um and how you overcame it.
1: To be honest, and this I'm sure I'm not the only one that has thought this. It's just call it whatever you want, but I would just say like being afraid or being fearful of failure, I guess. Um and you can read books and you can talk to people, but ultimately I just to be honest, I just went to scripture and started writing things down because I would just get so anxious last summer, like, what am I gonna do? And I just I just finally one day I was like, you know what, I'm not gonna think like this anymore and I just like went to scripture and I was just writing things down like truths and I would read them and I would like and that was just what it was and I just now I don't have any problems with it I just whatever happens happens and I mean I I mean obviously fear creeps in sometimes but you just have to have a place for it and um yeah I would say that's been the biggest thing for me obviously there's tons of smaller challenges that come along um, but that's just what came to mind at least Mm
0: -hmm and just kind of getting rid of it there's a quote by martin luther and it says you can't keep the birds from landing in your hair but you can keep them from making nests right and so that fear creeps in and you can't help that but you've like learned how to combat it and get rid of it um which i think is an important skill for all of life really but yeah all right so where you're go? where are you going do you have goals dreams hopes for the next chapter of your life
1: sure um, so I still have one more year left and I'm gonna Do the best I can with that. Uh, I have certainly have goals um, for this year um, So after this year, I mean anything can happen really um, I Know that I'm gonna be turning pro and playing golf after where that'll be. I'm not sure where um, Who that'll be with or with what company I, I do none of that really matters to me right now and I, I mean I have a general idea but yeah, I mean, my my biggest goal is to, right now is, I mean, this would be like a two-year, four-year goal. I, I this doesn't include, um, not that I'm overlooking this senior year because I'm, I'm really excited about it. I'm not gonna let the opportunity pass, but two-year, four-years, I mean, um, I wanna, in two years I would say I wanna um, play on the, it's, I mean, it's called the McKenzie Tour. It's like the Canadian Tour. Um, so, in two years, ideally, I'd like to have my card there, at least, um, and then in four years, I'd like to, I mean, obviously, this is just broad, I mean, anything can happen, but general, I think it's good to have a general direction, yeah. or a general idea, um, I would, in, so in four years, it's, it just they just changed its name, it was called the Web.com tour, but now it's called the Corn Ferry tour, it's just like one step below, it'd be like AAA baseball. Um, and then in six years from now, so I would be what, 27. Ideally, I would like to have a PGA tour card. And then from there, I mean, I want to, I my that's my dream is to win on the PGA Mm -hmm. tour. And that, that might sound far fetched now, or that might, I mean, some people might say that's crazy and others wouldn't. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's where I want to be. Um, but you just have to take it one day at a time and try not to overwhelm yourself with expectations and stuff like that.
0: Um, that's awesome and i think only by shoot like aiming high like even if you don't quite reach where you want to be you get a lot further than if you aim too low of course so i think it's it's important to have dreams and goals that are kind of out there because where else are you gonna be shooting for you know um all right mitch um can you tell us if you have an awkward or embarrassing story from golf Yeah,
1: I'm sure other things have happened than this. I mean, I feel like I I just enjoy awkwardness in in weird settings. I kind of like, admittedly thrive off of it in a way that I can't really explain. But so, (laughs) the only thing I can think of is when I was 12 or 13, I think, I was playing in my first AJGA qualifier, which to me at the time was like, oh gosh, wow. I'm really nervous. So I'm playing with all these kids that are older than me I get to the first tee, and they blow the horn, (laughs) and everyone's like, who wants to go first? And I was like, I'll go first. Little fearless 13 year old me, um, or 12, I don't know how, I might have been 11, doesn't matter. Anyway, I have a ball in my hand, I go to tee the ball up, into the ground, (laughs) and as soon as I bend over, my (laughs) my nose starts like... Gushing blood just oh. everywhere, like on the ball, on the oh. teeth. And like people were looking at me, and I was like, uh. So I was like, all right, you guys go. So I just like plugged my nose, like, oh no. And they just go, and it's still bleeding after they go. And I'm like, do I hit? Do I withdraw? And my dad's like, just hit. <laughs> I think he said that at least. Or I wouldn't have, because uh, I was just freaking out. And I used to get super embarrassed um, around people. Oh. So I just hit, and my nose is like, I'm like, Over the ball, over the ball, like sniffling, and I hit this, like, I mean, of course I'm going to hit it bad, hit this huge block over to the right, um, and then my towel just has blood all over, it. (laughs) it was just so awkward, but actually, no, I totally lied, I totally lied, I didn't block it, I topped it, so I almost missed the ball, (laughs) and then I get up there, my next shot, I hit the same club, I hit a three-wood, and that one I blocked way right. But then I get up there, and somehow I have a shot at the green. I chip it up to, like, ten feet, make the putt for a four, and go on to the next hole. There you go, all the
0: play nose. See, you just gotta, pick yourself up and keep moving on. Good lesson.
1: Yeah, it was uh, (laughs) dramatic, nonetheless.
0: (laughs) Aw. All right, Um, so what is one thing that you would like to tell younger players that you wish you had learned earlier?
1: I would say... To a younger me or to a younger player, I just would think to a younger me specifically. To a younger me, I would say to not let anyone tell you what the limits are on yourself, I guess, because I think I've kind of fallen victim to that, which as much as I hate to admit it, um, just, I mean, maybe not directly, maybe not anyone telling me, oh, you're not good enough to do this, that, but maybe just indirectly or things I've gathered for myself, but just reminding myself that I am I am maybe not I don't know. Talent talent is a weird word. Is is talent real? I don't know. There's debate on that, but that you are talented and you have done it before and you can do it again and you are are a great ball striker and you are a great putter and you can do it and you can think good and you're and you're tough. There's no reason to not think that. Anything I mean if you if you think other than that, you're just gonna lack belief in yourself. And if I don't believe in myself then nobody's going to um if I were to actually tell someone today if there was a younger kid sitting here if I were to tell him and he was saying I want to play I want to do what you've done or I want to play golf in college I would say just to strap in and get ready because it's gonna it's gonna be tough and college golf is um i said this before it's it's not it's not for everyone and that's not an octodecaged golf at all i, I wouldn't say that um, cuz it's amazing it's it's taken me places that i would have never gone before and it's i've loved all of it but it's definitely like i said there've definitely been times where you just get kicked down and what are you going to do i mean and sometimes I, as much as i would hate to admit again i've just kind of sat there and oh woe is me and No, maybe I'm not good enough, and maybe I'm not cut out for this. But I mean, no, like I'm not called to that. I'm. I was made for more than that, and so so is anyone else. It's not just me, and I mean. Just don't let anyone tell you what the limits are on yourself, and don't even limit yourself. Like another quote that I've came across is. um, Limits. Limits and no. Limits begin where vision ends, which is true if you think about it. I mm. mean, what, who, who's to say, just because you're a four-time All-American doesn't mean you're going to play in the Ryder Cup, doesn't mean you're going to win the U.S. Open, doesn't mean you're going to even be happy, or be a, let alone achievements, I mean, and all of that is fleeting, really, at, which I've learned, um, it sounds great b- before you've done it, but once you do it, if you put all your hope in it, you realize, oh wow, that, that was just a thing, and I'm, I'm not saying I've felt like this, but it is just kind of like a reality check. Like, oh, wow, that that's not everything. Winning isn't – I mean, it is in a way, but you just have to be careful about where you – how you go about it. And maybe that's just me, and some people are going to, oh, win at all costs. And, and, yeah, that's great, and I think you should have goals working towards that. But even if you don't win, you're learning. And when you do win, it's okay to, like – I, I think Martin Kimer said something about this, that he treated success and failure as, as the same, and that kind of hurt him in a way that they are the same, because, I mean, what, nothing is, you're not, you're not a different person, you're still the same, nothing has changed about you, just what, something that you've done, you're still the same person. But I think it is important, not I mean, for me at least, to, if you do achieve something, it's okay to like pat yourself on the back and think, "Wow, I'm, I'm doing quite all right instead of, okay, what's next? Let's, let's keep pushing. But yeah, I mean, you know, in a way I've kind of let limits that other people have put on me indirectly, n- nothing anyone's ever said. And maybe things that people have directly said, but you just have to know where to put it. And if something really upsets you with something, if something upsets you about some, something that someone says to you, that's a tongue twister. Um, you just have to use it as fuel like, mm. you just have to decide okay this is what I'm gonna do and what what are the limits on anyone's side I mean I don't think there are any you, you you decide people some people might say otherwise but I mean why wouldn't you we only live here once as far as I know yeah and why I mean why wouldn't you shoot for as high as you can
0: and you will, I don't think you find them unless you don't set limits sure because yeah. you know what I mean I think we all put ourselves far below what we're really capable of. Yeah. Um, almost because it's easier to achieve what we know we can achieve than to try to achieve the unknown and possibly fail. Yeah. But very likely, you'll achieve higher. And if you do, then you'll learn from it and do better the next time, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think like even learning from failure is what can help you for more success later. Sure. Yeah. And, like
1: you can't be afraid you can't be afraid to set your goals high and then fail like, and then think... I had this conversation with someone the other day. I don't remember who it was. But, like, you can't be afraid to set your goals... Ru- I mean, not too high where they're just... Dis- I mean, dumb. Like, it would be dumb for me to set a goal as... I want to play in the Ryder Cup in, next year. Like, I understand that's unrealistic and that would be dumb and I would just be hurting myself when I don't... Achieve- I mean, that's just as much as I would love that that's just unrealistic right maybe in 10 years Mm -hmm. but now but the thing is like within reason I would say and whatever your reason is I mean maybe that is a maybe huge goals for you are realistic but I guess what I'm saying is I'm working on and I'm trying to not be afraid of letting myself down by not achieving my because you're not always going to achieve your goals and you are going to get hurt and that's okay but at least you know
0: where you're at. And that you, you know did your best to get there. Yeah. yeah Exactly. So Mitch, uh, what do you think we can do as a society to increase the positive impact of sports?
1: So outside of golf, just with sports um, I I think one thing that probably is done pretty well i i don't really know overall in the world how well this is done or who doesn't do it or who does do it but i would just say if you want say younger kids or high school age kids or even i mean professional athletes college athletes anyone really the the more you focus on like we were just talking about the outcome the the less important um the work becomes then, or the process becomes. When you're, when you're focused on the process and doing everything today that I can do to be my best so I can win, then sports become a lot easier and you can realize day in and day out the things that it's teaching you and how you're growing. Even though you might not see your growth. cause you, I mean, you look at yourself every day in the mirror, you don't realize that you look any different. I, I feel like I don't look any different than when I was 16. But I, did, I mean, if my mom, if my mom looked at me when I was sixteen and now she would be able to tell you that I look different. But in the same on the same token, if every day you're looking at the process and looking what can I do today to be my best? What can I do today to XYZ, I think that creates better athletes. I think that I think you're gonna be happier. I think that I mean the snowball effect is endless to what that really could lead to, but I think that that's one major thing that um, everyone can do really and and, and it's a lot easier said than done to be honest to do that Um, But yeah to any to any athletes out there I would say and any sport I can't really think of any sport where that you could go wrong with this just focusing on this moment like the present moment what you can do with this present moment because that's all you have whether you realize it or not I mean your mind always wants to go to the past or the future which you can you choose what you think about and by being present um i think we can be more conscious of our actions conscious of our words and conscious of our performance even and i think that would create um a more positive impact in sports
0: mm. and then even by focusing on the process often you have better outcomes yeah even though you're not focusing on the outcome as much which it's it's like crazy yeah. but that's <laughs> the way it works yeah, yeah. All right, Mitch, so in your opinion, what is the single most important element to success in all areas of life?
1: Oh, gosh. I don't know. We're going to have to cut it. We're going to have to cut it. I was
0: thinking... Okay, so we didn't cut it, but (laughs) what do you think is the most important element to success?
1: I wasn't going to say hard work until I heard you say in all areas of life, which... I mean, that definitely applies in life. I was, yeah. I mean, hard work is never going to do you wrong, but you don't want to get so immersed in the work that you lose yourself. Like, you don't want to... Hmm, this isn't a, the best analogy, but you don't want to try and gain... I mean, this I think this is a Toby Max song. You don't want to try and gain the world and then lose your soul. You don't want to lose your soul in the work and the daily grind. I mean, yeah, it's great to work hard, and you have to... If, to be honest, if you want to achieve achieve anything worthwhile. But I mean, I guess you just have to define what success is in in your life. I mean, you define your own success. If that's, don't know. I mean, I can say what mine is and you can say what yours is. But I mean, I, I mean, I would say success in my life, um, which kind of leads to another point. Um, I mean, if I, if I were to look back, in fifty years, and I would say, "What is my success what, what, what did i what's my impact what were my successes? I think I would be a lot less worried about what I would shoot or um, maybe like what I would finish in tournaments and i would i would I would like for my impact and what I would define success is how people how well I treated people, and how, what people said about me, and, um, or what people thought about me, and how, how I made people feel, and if I made people think about things, and hopefully, I do, I mean, I feel like maybe I do that now, maybe I don't, um, but I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I mean, physically, I would say my success, or, ex- externally, externally, that's a better word, externally, my better, or my, definition of success would be to play on the PGA tour to win and ultimately to see how good I can get and hopefully I find that point where I'm like wow I feel like I'm really doing this now and um yeah I would just love to have like my family with me like traveling and um and with my parents and my sister and and that that, that would be just be so awesome be, to for them to be able to watch me play once I get older, I, I would say that definitely defines external success. But as far as, like, internal myself, just me, I, I mean, yeah, of course I'm still going to care about that stuff. But, I mean, I'm, it's kind of like if you were on your deathbed, what what would you think
0: about or what would you regret? You know what I mean? Like. And you hope that, like, you live in a way that you don't have regrets. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. that's what yeah. I mean. Like, I, I,
1: I feel like the way that I live now... Uh, I don't really have any regrets, and I, I, I I don't think that'll ever really change. I, um, I'm just trying to, how do I put this? I, in, internally, like I said, what, what do people think about me? How did I, how did I positively impact my family, my friends, my church, my, whatever golf course I'm a member at, whatever golf course I play at, whatever tour I play on, like, what... Whoever I'm around, I wanna. I just I I'm finding that the more I interact with people, the older I get, the more. I don't know. The more people I interact with, the more I realize I like people and I like helping people and I think everyone kind of does that. Mm-hmm. Just, there's different degrees of it, but. In a sentence, I've kind of rambled, which I said I wouldn't do.
0: But, no, this has been great. <laughs>
1: yeah, in a sentence, I would just say the most important element to success is loving people honestly because if you do that I mean I mean that's what I mean Jesus calls us to a lot of things but that's what he that's one thing that he says a lot and that's one thing that he did and I I would say being actually no I lied being, being trying I mean you, you just have to be the best person you can be and whatever that is that's what it is and I could say a million different things, and I could talk about this for probably another 35 minutes, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you. I just don't want there to be any limits on my career, and wherever it goes, it goes, and I'll be okay with that. I'm, I'm going to do my best to achieve what I want to achieve, um, and I, I feel like that can happen, but I know that if it doesn't, that doesn't define who I am. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: and I, I think, like, what you said with loving people because i think sometimes when we're caught up in the like at day-to-day things there's things that seem really important but then if you kind of step back and look in perspective like what do i want to do with my life like all those things kind of fade away yeah. and like it comes down to the things that are most important um and i think like you shared it so well so Thanks so much for joining us, Mitch. It's yeah. been great. You shared some awesome wisdom, and hopefully, the people that will listen will follow your golf career and <laughs> see you on the PGA tour one day. Yeah. Um, I really appreciate you joining us. Do you have any closing words you want to say?
1: No, I just this this is awesome. I'm I've listened to the podcast before. I listened to the one with uh, All Star Sky Harder. <laughs> um, I was gonna say left footed Sky Harder, but I don't know if he's left footed or right footed.
0: Neither do I.
1: But I'll listen to that one. Uh, see how I met. How, see how I measure up with him. He's uh, he's how I uh, he's like my measuring stick. If I'm if I'm if I measure up with Sky, then I'm good. Great guy. Okay. Um, so. But yeah, no love. What you're doing with the podcast? Hope you continue it. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks. Appreciate pleasure. it. Yeah. So please like and subscribe. Uh, or if you know somebody that would be great to have on this podcast, please contact me. Uh, my email is in the description. And. Thanks so much for listening. If you don't like it, you can also comment. Let me know why it's bad. (laughs) All right. Thanks. See you next time.